Welcome to another Teen Tights Brit Rest special. Today's guest is one half of the hottest young tag teams in the Southeast. Alongside Ben Jones as the lads, they are DOA's 2021 Tag Team of the Year and the current DNA Tag Team Champions. Uh, he is also, uh, alongside the fellow wrestlers, started Jurassic Pro Wrestling. Harwich, please welcome to our show, Alex Echo. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you guys? Uh, very well. Glad to have you on because uh, you mentioned on the thing. You do say a lot of nice things about us, so it's it's always very much appreciated. And every like and share uh, just helps us get out there a bit more. So it's always nice. Oh, no, you guys are doing fantastic work. So, yeah, it's good to have um, positive views on professional wrestling shared around. It's always a good thing. <laughs> It's quite easy to be positive at the moment because we're in that lovely position where British wrestling is at its absolute best. It's doing all right, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are, of course, the entire Great British Wrestling podcast for Great British Wrestling, as featured on Body Slammed on Air, brought to you by Power 4 TV. I'm your host, the Great British Taku, Mr. Andrew Moore, Andy to most. Joined as always back, actually, not because he hasn't been with me the last few times, but it's big, dirty Dan, Daniel Allen, just Dan for sure. No pause this time. <laughs> Hello. Uh, oh, it is good to be back. It is lovely to be with you, Andy, because I have missed a couple of interviews and I'm sorry. It's just been an insanely busy time. And of course, we have taken um, the week off for WrestleMania from our regular podcast because um, there is a glut of wrestling content available for people to enjoy. You can concentrate on that and we will make sure that next week there is something special in our regular Brit Rest Roundup. Oh, yes, it's going to be Brit WrestleMania. <laughs> it's been a fair bit this week, hasn't it? Wrestling. <laughs> yes, just a bit. <laughs> uh, so, of course, uh, you, you guys, Jurassic Pro Wrestling, uh, you guys were in action literally in five days from when we record this. So it'll be uh, out tomorrow. So four days from when uh, this is aired. Uh, going to be a great show. Uh, tell us a bit about Jurassic Pro, how it all kind of got started, because I remember when we had Corey McRae on, he gave us some of the details, so uh, fill us in a bit more. I'm trying to remember what Corey said now, because uh, it was a long time ago since I heard Corey talk about it, but um, I guess essentially um, we were in one of the lockdowns, and um, me and the um, other six who run Jurassic Pro we're all kind of down a bit, I guess. And um, the main thing that was getting us through the lockdowns was basically like hypothetically what we'd do if we ran a professional wrestling show. And um, so we sort of said about the people we'd we'd book, like some ideas that we'd have. And for some reason, I mean, I, I'm probably the worst media student in the world because I never watched Jurassic Park. <laughs> like... And Star Wars, but sh um, so <laughs> um, when when the guys were like, "Oh, we should call it Jurassic Pro Wrestling," I was like, yeah, "Dinosaurs are cool." But <laughs> all the references and stuff, I'm kind of learning as I go. Um, but yeah, the guys all like Jurassic Pro. I just went along with it because, um, well, my son likes dinosaurs as well. So, <laughs> um, and I guess um, the more we hypothetically spoke about running a wrestling show, um, the more serious we all took it. And uh, just got to the point where I guess two months before the first show, we kind of just said we'd bite the bullet <laughs> and go for it. And it was probably one of the most stressful days of my life, 
well, I've had more stressful days, <laughs> childbirth and all of that, but uh, nothing really prepares you for running a professional wrestling show until you've done it. <laughs> all the sicknesses and pullouts and stuff like that, I didn't know how stressful that would be until I experienced it firsthand. Yeah, because you're three shows in now, aren't you? This is going to be your yes. fourth show coming up. Uh, yes. And as you say, you've had to deal with COVID. Like every promoter out there has literally had to deal with COVID. So there's going to be a lot of on-the-fly decision-making. Uh, as you say, been kind of stressful. So what's been the biggest stress when it comes to actually trying to put this together? I I think it is, like, for me personally, uh, I mean, we all kind of have our own delegated roles and I guess I've kind of just fell into, like, um, the uh, video editing and producing, like, um, clips and stuff like that um, and editing the matches. Um, So that's kind of the role I fell into because I'm experienced with it. So I don't get to see the guys when they message people um, to join the shows, like... um, so for me personally, it is kind of that scramble you get when you get a message in the group chat where it's, oh, so-and-so's got COVID, um, like two days before the show, <laughs> and we're trying to scramble to try and figure out who to who to uh, bring in instead. Then <laughs> um, that happened, uh, I think, with three or four of the talents for the last show, and um, one at least one of those was one of the seven who runs the shows and <laughs> I think they were the only one who was scheduled not to wrestle on that show because that's been the, the other thing as well is because we we all perform on the shows um it's having the bodies there to like run things in the background you know yeah. us all being worried about our own matches <laughs> you um uh, luckily a lot of the um better halves help um run things on show days um so um, I know Dexter's um, misses and uh, Rob's and Harry's uh, are all present at the show. So they help out a lot. <laughs> Who sits in the gorilla position overviewing the match timing? Surely it's the T-Rex position. Yeah. I said, we have we given it a name yet? That would be a good one. Um, uh, strangely enough, I found myself sat there more than I should be. <laughs> um, last show, I think I, I did the first half and then Corey did the second half. So, like, if you watch the matches on the YouTube, you can see me sat there in my little Hawaiian romper um, playing the music. <laughs> uh, well, I'm looking at the um, the lineup um, for who's coming to the paddock for Carnival Carnage, and um, you got a great show coming up. It's all right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. There's a few matches that particularly jump out at me. Um, one of them is the gentleman you just mentioned, Dexter versus Tommy Kyle. Mm. Um, ever Tommy's... since, sorry, go on. Oh, ever since like I've met Tommy, um, I've been the like I guess biggest fan of him. Like I, uh, self admittedly, um, I didn't know him before I worked with him at World War Wrestling. I um, teamed up with Ben against him and Truman, and ever since that moment, I I said to the guys, if we do something, we have to get Tommy Kyle in, <laughs> and um, I think him and Dexter together will be uh, really good. <laughs> Yeah, Tommy's having a bit of a breakout year this year. Mm. And saying that, yeah, so we, is Dexter. Yeah, Dexter's doing like really well, especially considering he's he's expected a child as well. So he's he's, he's still he's still grasping away, bless him. I like the fact that we're going to get to see Brian the Younger 
because we've heard mm-hmm. a lot about these uh, this family. Because at first it was just Nino, he started popping up everywhere, and then somebody, I think it was CJ, told us that there is a younger brother who is just as good, uh, and that is Xander, and he's going to be making his Paddock debut uh, against the Pack. Uh, they're going to be a bit outsized in that match, aren't they? Yes, and I have wrestled um, Brogan and Forrest Hayes in the past. So, like, that's that's the thing that intrigues me about this one because you've got, like, the brawling style, I guess you'd say, of the pack, and then the Bryant brothers. And I don't know if you guys would have seen Front Yard Pro, uh, but the Bryant brothers wrestled on that. That was a little thing that um, Kelly Six put together. Um, and they were just all over the place. And there's a younger, younger Bryant brother as well. <laughs> So three of them, but yeah, we've got we've got Xander, um, Brian the toddler, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> There's a three-year-old who does a six satellite DDT as well. Um, but, the worrying yeah, thing the... is, I can believe it. Well, we heard about Chantel Jordan's younger brother actually competing, and he's only around fourteen, so it's really? British wrestling. We... They start young in British wrestling, don't they? Why they're all so good. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, Pete Dunne and all those lot like were training when they were kids, and now look at them, they're like. I mean, makes me feel. Yeah, I'm not uh, playing that game. Um, the other one that I'm really looking forward to is you have got the Goddess of Dragons, Mia Cortez versus Amira Blair. That's going to be great. Amira Errors. Yeah, Errors, uh, yes. Not it's, to be confused. She's had yeah. to change her name. Yes. Yes, and Michael Oku still managed to mix them up. <laughs> Did you see that picture? <laughs> um, yeah, Amira is... Uh, I, I worked... Um, uh, it was DOA a couple of weeks ago, and she was there, and she's mad as a... I don't know what you could say. She's... she's, she's <laughs> a bit psychotic. <laughs> I think it's it the pretty psycho or something that she goes by. Or the psych- that fits. That yeah. fits. She's hilarious. Absolutely mm. hilarious. Um I remember I um the first time I met her was um she was doing um, makeup work for um DNA and she was just a right laugh backstage. So um she's but she's doing so well at the moment. Amir Cortez is one of those. Um again, I I I saw her for the first time at DOA, uh, I think it was last year, and um she should be more places. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm looking forward to seeing that match because I mean, off the top of my head, I don't think that's happened before either. But it could have happened at another show that I haven't seen. There's so many British wrestling companies. It may have well happened. Yeah, a new one pops up every week, I think. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm, Still I'm not in one in my local area, though. Where are you? We'll, we'll, we'll try uh, and get something uh, done. I want one to set up in Middlesbrough. That's, no, you want to set one up in Middlesbrough. Yes, I want yeah, somebody out there that's got some money, come back me. I guarantee you I'll be a great promoter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll DM Tony Khan for you. Yeah, that's it. Get him down here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, Middlesbrough is not much. Uh, I have to go further into Newcastle or to the other coast to go to Manchester or Liverpool for any big shows. Or Lancashire. Or Lancashire. Yeah, that was a long one. <laughs> you were at some progress lately, weren't you? We were indeed. Yeah. You mm. had to do the long travel for that one, didn't you, Andy? Yeah, that was awesome, though. I mean, come on. You're not going to. I mean, you got to see the 10th anniversary show. I got to see the Gresham versus Noir match, which... Ooh. 
Yeah, just... I got to see the Noir versus Ilya Dragunov match. match yeah. <laughs> Two years match. That's what we Wait them up. <laughs> British wrestling can it be just amazing when you can think of talents like that. Cara Noir is uh, an enigma. And I like the mm. fact that he doesn't wrestle just everywhere. He's very selective and uh, he's, he's cornered his market. Yeah, I got to see him a couple of times before he like proper proper blew up. Um, I think it was just before progress. And he, um, I mean, I know they're my friends, but um, he wrestled Forrest Hayes and um, Dexter. And I was on those shows as well. So I got to see him firsthand. And he, yeah, he is everything that everybody says he is. <laughs> He's the best around at the moment. Yeah, so that yeah. would have been with uh, IPW, wouldn't it? Or, that would or have been wrestling, wrestling League. Oh, wrestling, okay. Um, yeah, he wrestled Corey at IPW, um, which I got to edit that match. So, again, I got to really study that one while I was editing it. You got to make him look even better than he already was. Yeah, I'll fix it in post is my favourite saying. <laughs> <laughs> He's not on the card at the moment, but I know he's looking forward to facing the man that you're facing alongside with uh, Ben Jones. You are taking on the 8-7 Warren Banks. Because you're, you're getting some big names at Jurassic Pro when you look at Hustle Malone, yeah. Warren Banks, Charles Crowley have all come through uh, the doors and uh, you guys have taken them all on. Yeah, <laughs> and th- this one actually came as a bit of a surprise because, uh, I mean, ever since we started, um, Corey had sort of been, uh, I guess, calling out Warren Banks because their match on the first show didn't go ahead. And then this show, Corey's abroad. <laughs> so um, I was in the process of moving house. And when I come back um, to check the group chat, I saw that it was me and, get- me and Ben against the 8-7. <laughs> So that one kind of got sprung up on me. Um, and I, I put a little video out earlier. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get beat up. <laughs> but I get beat up a lot. Yeah, so, he's, he, oh, well, both uh, Roth and uh, Warren Banks are doing amazing things together yes. and separately. Uh, Warren Banks has just been entered into the Atlas tournament on progress, which I, yes, I was quite surprised at that. I thought he would have gone into the super strong style super 16, but they've gone for the uh, I think I suggested that one to you, and you, yeah. you poo pooed it. I poo pooed it, I did. Really? I, I, I thought the uh, the strong style super 16 would be his one, but no, apparently, it should be great though. Uh, okay. but yeah. You guys versus the 8-7 should be absolutely fantastic. They're big uh, guys, aren't they, the 8-7? They, yes. Yeah, they are. Like, it. yeah. I mean, I, I, Alexander Roth, like he, like I said earlier, he, he's getting his flowers now and he's getting the recognition he deserves. But, like, at the moment, Warren Banks is everywhere and de- deservedly so. Um, so the way that I see this match is it's a way for me and Ben to prove ourselves against two of the best that the country has um because we like i I put the video out earlier me and ben have been stuck in the suffolk and essex bubble um luckily a couple of places recently have given us a chance to wrestle outside those counties but we get an opportunity to have two of the best in the country see what we're all about Mm. and that's what i'm looking forward to with that one they're, they're coming to your house to do it as well. 
yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> Harwich know us well. Um, so we'll have the proverbial third man in our corner, which might just about equal the, the playing field for us because, uh, yeah, it's one that I, I fully well know what I'm getting in, in for when I get in that ring on Sunday. I'm ready yeah. for it. One other thing I'd like to mention about Jurassic Pro Wrestling um, that I am really impressed with is your ticket pricing. We do all right, don't we? You do it's because not over. I, I have a number of children, a significant number of children, and you guys have got it very sensibly priced. £10 for adults, £5 for children. I, I can bring the whole family and have a damn good night out for not a vast amount. <laughs> And our, 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 I think our original price for adults was seven fifty, and we felt bad for putting it up, but we had to kind of see what the uh, what the going rate was all around, and uh, yeah, um, we we just put the price up to ten pounds, and nobody's nobody's had any qualms with it. You sold um, out your first show, and uh, yeah. you've been pretty much near sellouts on the uh, the next two, so it's, it seems to be certainly going well. Uh, yeah. And uh, the fans are very entertained because you get a lot of mixture in uh, your matchups. You do have your hard hitting, the entertaining, high flying. So it's it's providing uh, families everything you'd want in a nice Saturday night day out. Yeah, and um, I, I think that was the main thing for us as well. Was like um, there's so many places that run like family friendly shows, but they're like late starters. Whereas, like, we are a 2 p.m. start on a Sunday um, and we sell dinosaur masks. And oh. like I said, having a toddler who loves dinosaurs, it's a, it's a, good, it's a good, uh, good little market, <laughs> being in the dinosaur market. I'm, I'm suddenly thinking if there's dinosaur masks as well, I might just have to do the hour and 40 minute drive on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> come along, come along. There's dinosaur masks, there's dinosaur skulls, you know, we, we do the place up really well. <laughs> I'm sure Mia Cortez feels right at home there, actually, then. She's yeah. got her awesome dragon masks that she um, has with her, that she will be having on her merch stand. We'll have to see if we can get Dover Court Dragon to have a picture with um, Mia Cortez. That's it. Because <laughs> he's our, like, local little, little uh, I guess, Jurassic mascot. You'd say from the first couple of shows. Yeah, he had that great match with uh, Corey McRae, um, oh. uh, taken over from uh, Warren Banks, and they had a really great uh, little uh, mm-hmm. match. Now we got two more matchups on the cards. So you got Xander versus the one and only Hustle Malone. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, I think this is a match that I. Uh, I was highly suggesting just because um, I don't know Xander. I love the guy. <laughs> He's my one-time tag team partner as well. So uh, yeah, got laddies for life. Um, but I just when we were um, putting the card together, I I said um, I think Hustle Malone and Xander would be a match that I'd really want to see, and I can't even explain why, but. Um, I think it's a good opportunity for Xander as well, because he's somebody who um, you may not see him all the time, but every weekend he's working shows and he really does like work so hard um, and hustle somebody who has a lot of, you know, eyes on him at the moment. 
mm. even if that's just because people know him from commentary on progress but he's like on shows all the time as well and uh the stuff that he's doing with his um character work and the the, the matches that he's getting announced for at the moment as well um he's somebody that could elevate Xander and I think that's something that Xander deserves mm. yeah he's a really good guy and then you've got a uh, former guest on the show CJ Carter uh, versus Nick Payne now this has been running from the first show this has been one of the continued storylines of Jurassic Pro recently yeah Nick Payne is uh, just the worst kind of guy <laughs> like they had that match on the first show and uh, CJ Carter obviously got the better. And uh, Nick attacked him afterwards and does, I guess, what I know Nick Payne does because I've known him for quite a few years. <laughs> um, but we all kind of thought that he was over being that guy. We thought he'd grown up a bit, but clearly he hasn't. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, CJ hasn't been able to be with us. Um, I think it was just the last show he missed, actually. And um, Nick's kind of taken that as a way to keep calling them out. So I'm kind of glad this match is finally happening so that they can hopefully both move on and CJ can um, go on to bigger and better things and hopefully shut Nick Payne up. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, now you've talked about Corey McRae. He's not on this card. He's in Spain next week. Is that right? Is he I think he's hungry for Passion Pro. I thought it was hungry this week, but yeah, might be. He's got a big triple threat, uh, six man tag match coming up at six man tag. Pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Corey is probably the only promoter in England who can uh, book himself on shows uh, when he's already booked on shows. But uh, he, I joke around. He, he he's probably the least organised person I know. But <laughs> <laughs> he got offered a, a, a international booking and. Uh, we we all supported him with that. Like he ju he just needs to get a diary. He's been doing some great work because he's been getting a lot of uh, uh, international work. He seems to be working more outside of the UK at the moment than he does in the UK. I don't know well, what that's all about. I think it's because he doesn't know that many UK wrestlers, so he's finding it easier to go abroad. <laughs> he's good at making friends online, I guess, and abroad. Um, uh, he, he he didn't go into it. I'm I'm going to tell a story about. Corey that he didn't tell on his podcast right uh, <laughs> when <laughs> when um he he initially got booked uh for Ireland um and it's something that admittedly bless Corey he tried to get away from for ages uh, originally he he got a lot of stick for looking like Conor McGregor um but his um Irish booking was given to him and the guy who um flew him over, got him custom shorts, and he was called Mick Gregor for the first time that he went to Ireland. <laughs> Love it. I was really hoping he was going to say that on his podcast. He'll kill me for saying it, but yeah. Um, but then uh, he went once, and I think he got brought back to Ireland again, and he got to be himself, um, so obviously worked. And yeah, for some reason, he just gets booked everywhere else in the world, but not... <laughs> Well, he gets booked in England, but it's just, it's, it's so strange when he says, oh, I've just been booked in Germany. I've been booked in Spain. You're like, how are you doing this? Yeah, because he was just part of uh, German Wrestling Federation's, what was it, the Light Heavyweight World Cup? 
That's the uh, one, yeah. I've been meaning to find out uh, how he did in that. And, uh, but to be honest, he's the reason I got into Passion Pro because I saw him on the card. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go watch his match. And really thoroughly great match and uh, the, the promotion itself is an absolutely uh, it's a great little promotion he's got a reputation of having really good matches <laughs> most of the time I watch you I'm just like how how can you do this he's too good he'll make, I know he's uh, my mate but <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll make it on the uh, big shows at some point no, no doubt uh, but let's get to know about yourself because last year as the lads, you were voted DOA's Tag Team of the Year, uh, and you guys haven't actually been together huge mouths, and you've had a lot of disruption due to COVID. Uh, so it's been a bit of a rise out of nowhere, thought almost. Yeah, well, we, we started in, um, we both started uh, January 2018 um, when, we, when we began training. I think I started training the week before Ben. Uh, he joined the training school we were at then, which was, um, it was SOS in Harwich. Um, he joined the week after. I lived in a little town called Stone Market. He lived in a little town called Stone Market. We both drove an hour to Harwich and we didn't know each other. And we were from the exact same town. Um, and we, I guess we kind of meshed together. Everyone thought we were best friends from the start. And, um, Organically, we just came together and the promoter at the time said that we should be a tag team because they needed tag teams. And I, I think five months after beginning training, we had our first match where we got the uh, the little safety net of going in as fans from the crowd. <laughs> and then the rest, I guess you'd say, is history. Um, since 2018, we've wrestled for DNA, DOA, World War Wrestling, uh, where we've been since said uh, Triumph, uh, obviously started Jurassic Pro, and then this year, UBW and um, RCWA. So it's all uh, come quite quickly for us. <laughs> where did the uh, gimmick come from? Because for the guys that don't know, uh, let, let them know what you do come down in the ring in. <laughs> well, so originally... The idea was that Ben Ben is the ultimate lad, and I was originally to be his uh, lad in training. Um, but for me, I think it was outside of my comfort zone because I I'm not like a big party person. Like anyone who actually knows me knows I'm a bit of a <laughs> bit of a geek, bit of a nerd. Um, and I think it got to December of that year, and I said to Ben, "Oh, I really need to jazz things up a bit. I need something else." And I said. I'm thinking I'm just going to come out with an inflatable flamingo. And he said, why? I said, I don't know. I just think it will be cool. And <laughs> that was the birth of a very expensive trait that I have now. Yeah. I, How many um, have you gone put, through? I, I think it's actually only four. The, the, the first one I accidentally dragged across gravel and I allowed Xander to rip its head off. For part of a, a story, um, the second one I think uh, I don't know what happened to him. Um, and the third was um, at Jurassic Pro. I went for my uh, let's go swimming scent on that I do, and I forgot to. I was wearing Floyd um, around my waist at the time. Forgot to turn him so his head was facing forwards, and I landed right on his head and squashed him. So that was the third one gone. So I'm, I'm only on the fourth. 
that's not, not too bad, guys. Yeah, no I do actual, both buy on eBay. No actual flamingos were hurt during this. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like those guys are sentient. So, yeah. I've got to ask because I've not been along yet. I'm assuming you have those available on your merch table. I actually need to because it's, it's something that um, people have come up to me and said, why don't you sell them? And I have said when I... There we yeah, go. I muted myself by accident and I was just scratching my ear. Yeah, um, I have had people say to me I should start selling the flamingos. Definitely. So it's, it's on the table. <laughs> when I was um, at PEW recently, I, um, I ended up helping out and running a merch table. And um, the biggest seller was Chocolate Thunder's sunglasses. Everybody loved it. Always the things like that. Yeah. I was at um, uh, uh, DOA last week and Xander made a killing because he's got custom guitar picks. Oh, cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, the, the Flamingo stuff, like I'm, uh, it was just one of those things where Ben, Ben really questioned me. He was like, why, why Flamingo? And I, I, I think it all started because I was like big on the WWE games. And um, one of the options as like an entrance bit of gear was an inflatable duck. So I made a character when I was like, I guess, eight years ago at least which is still with my 20s but still I made a character that had the duck around his waist and I always thought mm, that would be a good idea for a little comedy character um and ever since then like people come to shows and they gift me flamingo stuff like I have a light that I put on the merch table now which is a, a flamingo light uh, which just sort of shows this is the lad section um but I've had so many flamingo things gifted to me the missus hates it because uh, I, I don't like throwing stuff away so some of it has stayed in a box somewhere <laughs> but um it, I, it uh, was a really lucky idea i guess when we interviewed holly dead the other day um she had a wicked wall behind her where she put up loads of fan art that she could been given um because of her face um paint she does inspire a lot of fan art and um she's started putting it up behind her when she does interviews which i thought was really nice oh that's really cool isn't it yeah getting all that art. So you mentioned you do uh, a lot of video I did. It's something I did pick up on, including uh, Fight Nation Wrestling. Uh, how did that all sort of start? Was that just because they knew you were a media guy? Um, so when I, I... I went to college for media production. So, like, that was where I first started editing. Um, and... Uh, then I made the decision not to go to university and I, I sort of sat dormant on my um, editing skills. Then when I got into wrestling and I began training, um, nobody really was avidly editing. So I just said, Hey, that's something I could probably help out with. Um, and I ended up being uh, the editor for where I was for uh, three years until um, recently where JPW started up. I now edit JPW and I think it is just through word of mouth people um I mean CJ Carter is a great one who will always tell people that I uh edit video um I've made highlight videos for my friends and stuff so that kind of gets my name out there and knowing people like the rebellion um Taylor James and Jack Torino they've um um reached out to me to edit their show's triumph and it is just a word of mouth thing, I think. When um, when people put on Facebook or whatever, they're looking for a video editor. My name usually gets tagged by one of my many um, wrestling connections, and um, 
I think knowing that the, the DNA promoters helped me out quite a bit as well because um, uh, they they reached out to me and said that they needed somebody to to edit. Um, and it's just one of those hobbies that I've got that I really enjoy doing, um, and it's something that it just helps me pass the time. I find it quite therapeutic as well. Now, you faced a who's who's lift of the Southeast tag teams, the Rebellions, BDSM. Who is it out there as a tag team that you really would like to face that you haven't yet? You've got, like, I guess you'd say, like, the biggest names in the UK. So, like, Sunshine Machine would be fun. Uh, Lycos Gym. and I, I, I had a list, and one of the teams actually that I think about now, and it, it, I only know of them through you guys listening to your podcast, is Crashboat. We I were saying like, that before this, that um, we'd love to see you guys against Crashboat. Yeah, I, I, I haven't managed to see a lot of their stuff, um, just because there isn't a lot available on um, YouTube. If you guys know anything on Powered Forward, I can watch any of their stuff, like, let me know. Um, but, yeah, I, I've sort of kept up with their socials after hearing about them from you guys and um that's been an idea in my head now like it's like oh that'd be quite fun to do crash boat um off the top of my head evan lee united were a big one but we managed to tick that one off uh it's always teams that like we have that uh we could have that playful um sort of bantery face versus face kind of dynamic with uh, we've done it with um Big Dangerous Scary Mammals. We had it with Evan Lee United. I feel like Sunshine Machine would be a similar um, dynamic. Uh, and then I guess you do have the teams like Northwest Strong where I'd, I'd just get battered. Um, yeah, Experiment and Terror. Yes. Experiment, yeah, yeah, Elijah and uh, LK, LK Messinger. Yeah. And Sky Spinson as well. She's a, she's a member. I could get Xander to team in with us be goth laddies against the three of them. That'd be fun. Um, yeah, and I, I think at the top of the list at the moment, Sunshine Machine. Definitely. I, I do. When I see you guys and I think Sunshine Machine, I think, yeah, that would be a great little clash. But yeah. you are right, Crash Boat. So if you're listening to us, Crash Boat, uh, try and get in contact and see, see if you can meet up somewhere. Well, halfway. I don't know what's halfway yeah. between Suffolk and where you guys are, but... Black Country. Oh, the Black Country. Yeah. I don't know where the middle is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right. Uh, One question we always ask. It is the Mount Russian of British wrestling. But I want to put a little, one little condition is we do need to have at least one tag team. Oh. Oh. Oh, the spanner. Throwing a spanner away. You've got, got to keep it interesting. Oh. And as you are a tag team wrestler, I think we need to have, and you can't just go Bulldogs. Yes, he can. <laughs> yeah, of course you can. I mean, they are the Bulldogs, but yeah. Right. So is it is it three and then one tag team or do my tag team count as two? I'd say three and then one tag team. Okay. All right. The number one always has to be William Regal. Yay. Okay. Yeah, because when I started, um, I started watching wrestling in 2002, and I think one of the first things that caught my eye was the fact that there was a um, British gentleman on American wrestling, and I was like, who is this? And then uh, learning about William Regal after, um, 
yeah, and just every yeah, he's he's just the man, isn't he? Um, one of my favourite feuds ever was um, him and uh, uh, John Moxley on um, FCW. I still go back and try and find the uh, clips of that on YouTube. So William Regal's always been one of my favourites. Um, this tag team one's really from the spanner in the works mm. now. Um, when I first got into watching British wrestling, I'd have to put Chris Brooks in there. Uh, in fact, I'm going to cheat. <laughs> CCK. <laughs> yeah, that's fair, CCK. Yeah, yeah, because um, I think when I discovered um, British Indies, CCK were just kind of becoming like the top tag team, and that was before just before they made their progress debut. So I wasn't really that that big into um, the British scene before that. Um, the last that's the Gresham and Brooks era, then, isn't it? When did it uh, was like when did Lycos start with them? Because um, I uh, I had Fight Club Pro DVDs. I remember like getting to know them through some of those. Um, it was uh, I'm trying to remember what year it was. But CCK were like um, the tag team that kind of inspired me to think, oh yeah, I could really I could really like tag team wrestling is my favorite genre and especially like after Deuce and Domino got released from WWE as we know Deuce and Domino are the best tag team in the world um it took a while for a tag team to like really catch my eye and the dynamic of Brooks and Lycos kind of did it for me um their tag combinations and everything sick fucking um, tag move oh <laughs> the best I still think of that lung blower and senton combo in my head now um <laughs> So CCK would be my tag team just because That's they fair. they kind of yeah they 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 kind of changed the game for me when it came to tag team wrestling just like you said with the tag combinations and everything um, they were innovating and just... although they 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 were the ones that brought in the foot tag and I'm sure you've heard me talk <laughs> about the fact that I do not like the foot tag. <laughs> Hey, I'm a I'm a I'm a purist. Like I'm I'm FTR. Hold the uh, hold, hold the, the tag rope. ropes. Yeah. No no back slap tags. I'm with you on that one. Um, uh, number three would be uh, Jody Fleisch. Just because I like I I watched him uh, wrestle Saturday just gone at DOA, um, and. I remember the last connection before I got back into British wrestling with um, Progress and um, the UK scene um, in 2018. The Wrestling Channel um, was something I watched a lot when I was a kid and um, Jodie Fleisch was obviously on there um, all the time. Uh, and just the fact that I can see him wrestle now and he basically wrestles the exact same style as he did back then... Uh, just He's immortal, isn't like, he? There's uh, just some secret there. I don't understand him. Like one once in my life, I'd like to do a clean backflip, and he does them all the time just for a laugh. So Jody Fleisch is timeless. Um, he's as good now as he always has been. Um, and my fourth, probably for the same reasons as Jody Fleisch, it would be Doug Williams because. Um, I watched him on the wrestling channel um, when I was a kid and then uh, seeing him pop up on uh, TNA was another thing like um, seeing William Regal on WWE. It, it, it was kind of that whole 
British people can make it in wrestling as well. And that was before I knew that independent wrestling here existed. You know, like seeing a British person in a wrestling company in America was uh, kind of a big deal, uh, especially um, before I knew training was even an option here. <laughs> Just made me think, oh, there is there is a way for our our country to make it in this sport. <laughs> Oh, I think it's uh, very because the year we grew up in was just a little bit before that, and it was uh, Mr. Davy Boy Smith, the British Bulldog. And yeah, for us to see him as a little kid on the screen, it always like, okay, a British guy can get out there and can do it. Uh, I like the fact that the guys you chose could have been Jody Flight and Johnny Storm, could have been a tag team that you could have mentioned because yeah. they were just amazing when they were tagging. And then, of course, you had the British Invasion, Nick Aldis and Doug Williams. And of but course, you, you had William Regal and Big Daddy. Yeah. And Dave Taylor and, oh, when yes. they were in WWE together. Yes, yeah, so I'll always remember that fatal hallway tag team match. Doesn't get mentioned enough, don't Dave Taylor, actually. And Paul Birchall, the pirate Paul Birchall. <laughs> he just... He arrived... He's a fireman and... now. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, he's a fireman oh. in America. He's um, sorted himself out, has got a good job, and he's a very happy fireman. There you go. I was Useless Honestly, I was a massive fan of the pirate gimmick. I had the toy and everything. But um, alas, it didn't last very long. Poor, because he nearly got saddled with the incest gimmick, didn't they? Oh, Jesus. It was just... The attitude era wasn't always great. But they tried Beaver Cleavage, didn't they? Oh, yes. Yeah, be oh, God, yeah. Yeah, but Vince pushed for a whole incest angle with Stephanie as well, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Weird. WWE. Uh, Okay, what's the weirdest storyline you've been involved in in Brit Rest so far? Oh, weirdest storyline. Um, let me let me try and think. Um, it doesn't involve an inflatable flamingo. I was going to say, it, it probably does. involves a flamingo. <laughs> the, um, the, I mentioned it earlier, but um, with um, I said that my second flamingo died um, at the hands of Xander biting its head off um so i'd sort of i'd sort of said to xander um we were in a battle royal and i said to xander i said after you eliminate me and then he gets eliminated straight after i said this flamingo is on its way out i said do an aussie osborne and rip its head off and he did, and like the kids and the uh, in the crowd started screaming and everything, and I overreacted. And I went to the guy at the time who was running things, and I said, "Please give me one chance to show you that you can trust me, and just let me have a funeral for this flamingo for <laughs> the next show." And uh, he was like, he was really apprehensive, and I said, "Honestly, just let me." Let me do this. And I said, if, if it doesn't go well, then never give me a microphone again and never let me pitch you any ideas. And I think this is at a point where um, I think for whatever reason, Ben, uh, he wanted to work us separately and Ben was doing a couple of singles matches. So I said, just let me let me do this. Um, so <laughs> the show came around. I'd made some pamphlets. I've still got one upstairs, actually. Um, so I made like the fu funeral pamphlets and everything. And, um, and I 
I sprang it on um, Gene Rick. I don't know if you guys would have heard of him. He he does the clown gimmick over at SOS. And um, at the time, he was sort of like the, the general manager. Um, and I, I said to him, I don't need you to say anything, Gene, but when when I start crying, can you uh, can you console me? And he was like, yeah, we had the whole roster around the outside. I'd got party rings, like ring-shaped food. So hula hoops, party rings, you know, a little subtle joke on my end, pineapple rings. Um, <laughs> and um, they had the whole roster around the, around the ring. And I said to him, just console me. You don't need to say anything. And when he started consoling me, I said, oh, I've got a poem to read, but I can't do it, Gene, can you do it? And it was just the most ridiculous bit of writing. But I knew that if I got him to do it, he'd break. Uh, so I made him read this just disastrous poem out where he was like in fits of laughter. And I just kept a stone face the entire time, like got really offended that he was laughing. And I think that was probably, and I got trusted with um, doing stuff like that. <laughs> So I guess it went well. <laughs> That's really good. There Thanks. you go. One of the weirdest storylines I've seen. Uh, it would have, you know what? That would have fit in just perfectly in the Attitude Era, I think. Thank you. <laughs> uh, now, obviously, we talked about Jurassic Pro Wrestling coming up on the 10th. You got the 8-7. Uh, but you guys are also in action on the 14th of April. And that's going to be for DNA Pro Wrestling for the... Everybody get up, it's time to Space Jam show. And uh, what type of matchup is it again? I think it might be the 16th. It might be the 16th. You might be right. Sometimes I don't always do it right. (laughs) I thought it was the first show. Yes, it's the 16th. Cool. As it's to say that I know if I shoot anything for it, (laughs) then I've got the right day. Yes, so um, DNA... uh, it's a beach party death match, but the <laughs> beach party part I'm looking forward to. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. It's something that uh, I've imagined in my head for so long, you know, with the, with the flamingo, with the fact that me and Ben wear the Hawaiians, we've always kind of said we wanted some kind of beach things, uh, crazy match. And I guess that's what we're going to get. Yeah. Can we suggest <laughs> some weapons for you? You can. I'll add it to the shopping list. Puffer fish. <laughs> nice and spiky. I like that. Um, I think that's definitely got potential. Um, Gotta have a flip flop. That's a good one. That's a good one. And a frisbee. I'll I'll give you a, frisbee's a good one. I had a tooth knocked out by a frisbee when I was a kid, um, so that might bring me back some bad memories. I'll give you a little excuse. I'm not going to tell you the whole plan. Um, there's something that I'm going to do that incorporates ice cream cones, but that's as far as I'm going to say. And of course, you are up against the king of comedy strong style, Tim Lee and Cobra. Tim Lee's a bit of a legend. Mm. T- t- interesting story about Tim Lee. I love my interesting stories. Um, I went to a, a DOA show in Ipswich. Um, 2017 so that was the year before I started and um, I'd heard of Tim in the past but he wrestled on that show which was the show where I decided that that was where I wanted to become a wrestler so now life goes full circle and I finally actually get to wrestle Tim which is a nice little touch yeah 
So um, just a shame that he beat Ben up at the last show. <laughs> that kind of soured things a bit. And uh, Cobra is somebody who I'm quite uh, familiar with. Maybe he looks like a guy who has a name of a chocolate bar that I I used to know. The rest the no, well, it's a Nestle brand. I'll give you that. No, yes. Um, there, there was a gentleman who looked very much like him called Kit Kat, who used to wrestle on the DNA shows. Mm, I feel like they may be related in some way. Quite possibly. Mm. There's some big matchups on this card. Uh, Tate Mayfair's versus RKJ. That's an interesting matchup. Tate hasn't been at DNA since since the lockdowns happened either and he's he's doing very very well for himself mm-hmm. he's been everywhere was, else <laughs> yeah he has <laughs> he showed up on nxt uk last week didn't he he did and won and got a win yeah did, oh I, I haven't seen it yet i haven't seen it yet oh, that's after, uh, i think i saw on twitter to be honest something to do with um the, uh, sam gradwell yeah 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 um, but yeah um ricky ricky knight jr as well, like I've um, I've become quite the fan of um, Rev Pro, and mm. he's been doing amazing work there. So that will be a very, 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 very good match. We had a discussion okay. recently um, where it came up who was the hardest hitter, um, and <laughs> RKJ came quite high in that conversation. Yeah, um, I'm friends with um, the Stangling Killers um, mm. from. Uh, from uh, School of Slam, uh, Essex Way, and uh, they they can attest to that as well. <laughs> I message Liam all the time, and he told me he's got a huge matchup coming soon against Matt Cardona, uh, NWA champions, former Zack Ryder, coming over to the UK to face <laughs> Ricky Knight Jr. That should be excellent. But yeah, the young man he's been killing it for a uh, for such a young man. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's um like he came. I think he came into Red Pro during the um the lockdown, didn't he? Yeah, and I hadn't really seen him. Um, I knew I knew of Ricky Knight Junior. Obviously, before that, but um, it was his work in Red Pro that really like made me realise. Oh God, those nights—they keep churning them out, and they know what they're doing. Mm. Uh, you've got. Uh, Corey McRae versus Paul Robinson. That should be a absolute blinder of a match. I'm sure these two are going to beat the absolute living tar out of each other. I don't know really what, what to say. <laughs> like Paul Robinson, since he's been back, has just, I don't know, he's on another level. And... Uh, I'm, I'm just really excited to see those two batter each other. Uh, the crowd response to Paul Robinson has been really good uh, since his return. Uh, everywhere yeah. I've seen him go, he seems to be having a lot of fun with it. Uh, yes. He did have his uh, issues and it almost like, but he seems to be happy with wrestling. And that's great to see. And, uh, you know, that's what wrestling should be about. Uh, there are more fantastic matches. You've got CJ Carter, Forrest Hayes, of course, two of your guys for Jurassic Pro. BDSM versus The Rebellion, quite possibly one of the most underrated tag teams uh, in the Southeast. And if you don't believe us, just ask Jesse. Yeah, the Princes of the South. Yes. 
And me and Ben are the jesters of the East, as we are coining ourselves now. Uh, we shall push I, that. It's going to be... You, you guys are going to have a long rivalry ahead of you, uh, I believe. Yeah, we, we've um, uh, we've crossed paths a few times. Um, Triumph was the first time, uh, one, of, one of their shows before lockdowns. Um, we've had a match at um, SOS Wrestling. We were supposed to wrestle uh, for the uh, World War Wrestling Tag Team Championships, but again, that was that weekend where Ben unfortunately got COVID. And I, I wouldn't be wrong in saying that I imagine there's going to be plenty of times <laughs> to come where we will wrestle the Rebellion. And I would... I would very much welcome it because it's always an absolute pleasure to get beat up by those two. I guess the same could be said about uh, BDSM. Uh, there's been a budding rivalry that you've been uh, cultivating as well. Yeah, again, it just seems like COVID has prevented us from having these matches with t- tag teams that we enjoy working with because, again, Rebellion, me and Ben were supposed to work, but Ben got COVID. And uh, the last DNA show, me and Ben were supposed to defend the tag belts against BDSM. And I got COVID. Um, but we 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 managed... Oh, and obviously we wrestled um, Rebellion and BDSM at the same time at DNA's return show. Um, and... Uh, then Big Dangerous Scary Mammals again. We wrestled at Jurassic Pro, the second show. So both of those teams are ones who I would happily wrestle every weekend. Uh, yeah. The Clementine is scary. Simple. It's just going to be a soundbite. We're just going to have that, lo- that little clip. Clementine is scary and just... Yeah, the biggest, most dangerous, most scariest mammal of all of them is Clementine. Uh, we will attest to that, I think. Yes. So I've got another question for you, one that I occasionally bring out for people. Um, you have wrestled all over the southeast. What's the worst ring you've had to wrestle in so far? Worst ring. Um Oh, I'm trying to think. It's did I wrestle once? It I can't say it's I can't say it was on the ring. Um, it was more the fact that the ceiling was low, and I've never wrestled in a ring with the low setting before. And obviously, there's less give, so I won't blame it on the ring um, because the person whose ring it was is somebody who I like very very much. But um, the the lower setting was something I wasn't ready for. <laughs> And it just takes away a bit of that security blanket you get. And I hadn't tried it out before and it did wind me. Um, But I can't say that there's... um, I tend to wrestle in the same rings quite a lot of the time. Um, The SOS rings, yeah. WAW rings, lovely. Brett's ring is fantastic. Um, it's not quite the dark days of uh, when we first, because when you first asked, asked that question, it was two uh, couple of veterans out there who would have had the uh, travelling shows where uh, particularly rings aren't great. But nowadays, most of the rings are pretty good. Mm. That UBW ring as well is massive, but it's, it's uh, that's a great ring. Um but yeah, I think it's just when the when when you get the ring on the lower setting. I mean, and um, PEW for their first show had this because the ceiling was quite low. Um, but you just get a bit of that absorbency taken away. I saw a match it. recently where someone had set the ring low 
and um, I, I did have to laugh because I've got a feeling something wasn't quite the way it was planned because someone ran the ring apron to give a kick to the person on the outside, which would normally have been to the jaw and was pretty much the stomach. <laughs> Okay. That's a good way to win someone, actually. Maybe they did that intentionally. I can tell you my worst injury I've had. What's your worst Ooh. injury? Well, uh, well, I guess there's two incidents that always pop to mind. Um, the uh, I'm very thankful that I haven't been injured like proper, proper. But um, there was one time um, where I was um, wrestling just at a... Um, I guess it was a show where I'd, I'd gone to train beforehand and when you if you train you get picked for matches so it was kind of one of those shows where it's trainee so this was 2019 um and i was tagging up with um aaron warns and we performed a 3d and i did the cutter portion uh but the person who took the move landed on all fours and their elbow went straight into the top of my head and just popped my head open and mm. um i was gushing blood didn't realize how bad it was and I went to A&E, had to get my head stitched up. But I had a trainee nurse stitch my head up and they didn't numb my head properly. So I just felt all of the stitches being done. And they didn't tell me until after um, that they were a trainee and I was I should have said something if um, it hurt. But I just like <laughs> bit my T-shirt and was just like, you should have done. Um, wrestler, it's, you know. Yeah. But I have this, uh, luckily my hair's grown back now male pattern baldness grows in the family so I didn't think the patch was going to grow back um, and the second one was I, I took a buckle bomb uh, and the video of this is quite famous around people that come and ask me um, I got buckle bombed but the guy stood too close to the corner and basically just threw me out of the ring and I almost smashed my head on the ring post and nearly collided with the barricade which was a lovely lovely little one to experience Yes, that explains the uh, Twitter profile bio <laughs> that uh, reads vegan hunk, full-time daddy, Technicolor dreamboat, and not a huge fan of buckle bombs. Yeah, <laughs> that started it. It took me a long time to agree to let anybody buckle bomb me, but I think the brothers all were the ones who, uh, who talked me into it. Oh, they're and, awesome. Yeah. Oh, but they, they, it was in a ladder match and we hadn't tested this ladder and it turned out that it was one that was previously broken, but it was fiberglass. So it just sort of bent. They buckled <laughs> me onto this ladder and just went right through it. Oh. And then I just stood up and got the other brother buckle-bombed into me. So <laughs> me and buckle-bombs don't get on. We were chatting with um, UKPW owner um, and... Um, he, he was mentioning that one of the things that really cost him was he put on a ladder match and he bought a good ladder. Mm. And he said the amount the good ladder cost, he could have booked another couple of wrestlers. Yes. Yes. So that, that's, I think that's the issue is um, you, you see um, some, some like places where I've experienced before, they, they um, uh, triumph had like quite a few ladders when they did theirs, but sometimes you'll see ladder match advertised and, it's sometimes just one ladder. And you think if something goes wrong with that one ladder, <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, and like ours, we, we, when we were planning this four-way tank, we just saw this ladder laying down near the bins. And I guess I don't know why we didn't think maybe it's broken. 
but we were just like, oh, we've only got one ladder. Let's grab this one. And uh, yeah, it turned out that it had already previously buckled on a previous show. But ladders are very costly. Yeah. Uh, so is there any other bits that we need to talk about today? Any other matches coming up that we haven't mentioned yet? I think at the moment, um, I it's Jurassic and DNA, and then I, I think I've got a couple of weeks off, which I'm probably looking forward to do some stuff. Uh, I've got a fa- yeah, family holiday at the end of the month, so I'm buzzing for that. And of course, edit in the Jurassic Pro show. Yes, that usually gets done two days, three days after. I'm quite quick. It's just my putting out of media, which is the issue. But whenever I have a show, I usually edit within two days because I'm usually excited to see my matches back. Um, no. Good reason. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Especially if I'm on like, like the last show we did, um, I was on with um, RJ and um, Jordan last so i think i blitzed that show in like six hours because i wanted to get to my match who is the one international talent that you would love to get on jurassic pro wrestling deuce and domino best tag team in the world (laughs) (laughs) if i'm being serious um i um who am i really like you know what speedball mike bailey God, I'm going to have it stuck in the head again. Oh, he's, oh you know what? He, Bailey versus McRae. This happened once, and it was really good. I was there for it. I can't I wanna, remember. I yeah, want to find that match. Where's that match? I, I can send it to you. Corey might have it on his YouTube, but um, it was supposed to happen a couple of times after, but the stars never aligned. But they, they had a match, and it was probably the one that made people realise that Corey's really, really good. Um, but I, I, I saw Speedball um, uh, last year, I think, at RevPro. I oh, haven't fair. seen him in ages. Yeah? Which which which, which one were you at? I I was at mm-hmm. Huntingdon, I think. So that was... Yeah. Oh, he re- I think he wrestled Connor Mills that night. Oh, and yeah. So that, that was his, on his way because he had just won the... the which you were at there, and the yeah. Super Juniors. Is that what they call it? It was. Yeah. Oh, they've got the Rev Pro Tag League. Uh, have you have you sent your application for it? Oh, it's, shit, just, it's just been announced, the Rev Pro Tag League, hasn't it? So, I, did, uh, I did see it, and I thought, oh, that, because that's the thing, like, um, sorry, I, I do waffle a lot, but, like, I think that's the thing that me and Ben do pride ourselves on, is, like, that we have been a tag team like mm. the entire time that we've worked together. It's not like a, we work together when it's, when it suits us. It's we, we only work shows together. Like, mm. and I think that's something that sometimes is missed places. So we kind of want that to be our USP is the fact that we are a tag team through and through. We have got some great tag teams in the UK and a long history of great tag teams actually in the UK. So it's, uh, I, I think you are, uh... You do, yeah. You, you're doing it proud. Thanks. We're just trying to do our little fun spin on things. Have a party every time we go out there, you know. Very entertaining match. Uh, the RCWA match against Everly United. If uh, people haven't seen it, you should go out of your way to watch it on Powered Four TV. It was the main event, and it was. Uh, 
very, very entertaining. Very, very. And uh, I can say that because I'm somebody who doesn't always go for that type, but it was actually <laughs> a lot of uh, very cleverly worked spots that I thought, uh, yeah, I thought it was just a fun match. Well, Harry Payne wasn't very clever for trying to headbutt me with his T-shirt over his head. No, that was one of the better mm. stories. <laughs> <laughs> And if you want to see what happens when that headbutt occurs, you can see it for free on Powered 4 TV. All you have to do is go onto Powered 4 TV, sign up using our code TPOD, that's T-E-A-P-O-D, and you can get 30 days for free. Sorry, I couldn't throw that in there. Indeed, and you'll get to see Alex Echo on Triumph Pro Wrestling, RCWA, Jurassic Pro Wrestling, and DNA Pro Wrestling. So, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, go out and watch him, and don't feed the trolls.